0: Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Ann Ortley's Weekly Weather, <laughs> our second attempt at a, U- a, U- a YouTube channel, uh, and also we're recording on Blog Talk Radio. So for those of you who found it last week, I did get it up and loaded in YouTube Ann Ortley. Uh, so we're going to be recording this podcast with visuals so you can follow along, and also um, you can also... Uh, Listen on the, pod, the podcast that you normally do, but this will also. A lot of times, people write and go, "Hey, you know, it interrupts in the middle. I can't get, you know, it stops, it breaks." And so this way, you can pause it on YouTube. You'll still have the audio, and of course, the the, uh, the podcast is also available on iTunes and Spotify and some of the other uh, podcast hosting places. So we're we're working on coordinating our social media presence. <laughs> <laughs> the new adventure for Anne in the year of 2022. Uh, so welcome to Anne Ortley's Weekly Weather. My name is Anne Ortley. I'm an astrologer here currently broadcasting from my Tiffany-colored desk. Somebody wrote in and said, I think that disc isn't turquoise. I think it looks like Tiffany. I'm like, okay, I'll take a Tiffany blue. And, of course, we do broadcast in New York when we're up there from the bright red desk. So welcome, welcome. You can see I'm in my kitchen the kitchen it's a we're sitting around the kitchen table or the kitchen desk, having a conversation. So our week ahead is kind of busy. Um, we have a new moon that's going to take place, of course. And the nice part about this is I can actually show you visual charts, so that's always helpful. And we have a new moon that's going to be taking place on, I'm sorry, a full moon that's going to be taking place here on uh, March eighteenth at three seventeen in the morning. And this is a chart, of course, cast for Washington, d c um so the energy of the of the chart is very much first quadrant right when we see all the planets bundled together like that and it, there's a phenomena when all the planets are on the same side of the node now right now the moon is over here kind of acting as the handle of the bucket and it's a full moon chart right so it takes us back to when the new moon happened and the new moon happened back in september of Uh, September 17th of 2020, 7.03 a.m. And, of course, that was right after i recovered from COVID, and I hadn't died, even though I thought Rose, my assistant, was deaf. And then there was an opening square, which meant the moon was in Gemini, the sun was in Gemini, and the moon was in Virgo. And that was on June 17th of last year. And now we have the full moon, where we see the moon in Virgo opposite the sun. So it's an interesting phenomena. If we look at the new moon back from September of uh, 17, we see the sun and moon are in Virgo rising right at the edge. And you can see this is a splay chart with planets all over the place, which is nice, but it means it's a very scattered energy. Of course, we were in the middle of COVID that year, and that was the summer. You know, COVID, we were like, maybe you can go out, maybe not. I don't know. Careful, careful. So, uh, that, and, of course, I came down with COVID in August of 2020. So this was just as I was getting my sea legs back. Um, and, of course, the moon was at 25. So then when we go to the next moon, which was the June 17th moon, that was the sun. The moon was at 27 Virgo and the sun was at 27 Gemini. Again, it's a, it's a display chart with planets all over, but a focus in that first quadrant. Uh, which is the me, myself, and I houses, houses one, two, three. Like, what am I doing? And in that case, the north node and the moon, um, the north node and Mercury were connected, and the nodes were very angular, in terms in terms of the United States chart. And they were also experiencing a square from Jupiter just entering Pisces for the first little bit, and then now we have the The full moon, again, the moon is at 27 Virgo, and this time the sun is at 27 Virgo, and we see an enormous focus of energy in the first quadrant. All the planets working together. And we know when we have that many planets traveling in a clump, it's a very potent energy. And what happens is every two weeks, the moon goes away from this clump and then goes rolling over here through the western part of the chart or the opposite side, and then it comes back in. So right now you can see the moon is opposite all of the clump of planets in the sky. So when the moon is opposite everything, it acts as the conductor. They all look to the moon for knowledge, vision, what's going to happen, how does it work, what does it look like. And, and of course, the opposition to the sun, Neptune, and Pisces. We just had Neptune hit the sun today, and we're going to have Jupiter hit the sun in April. or I'm sorry, we're going to have Jupiter hit Neptune in April so we know there's this big merging of Piscean energy, a lot around what the dream is, the vision. And I'm encouraging people with this energy, you might feel a little exhausted, you might feel a little emotionally drained because we're at the end degrees of the last sign of the <laughs> the last degrees of the last sign of the zodiac. So we're really wrapping up and releasing something, and we're doing it on a full moon in Virgo. So this is definitely a time when you might feel a little more overwhelmed emotionally. You might feel a little bit like, us oh, because we're going to come out of this today. The, well, today the moon went into Leo, but the last couple of days the moon was in Cancer opposite the Pluto. And over the next two days the moon's going to be in Leo opposite all the Aquarius planets. And then the moon goes into Virgo, and he's opposite all the Pisces planets. She's opposite all the Pisces planets. And then she goes into Libra, and she's opposite the Aries planets. So the moon is really really getting yelled at, for lack of a better word. People are really feeling emotionally um, that they need to consolidate. They need to pull back. But the moon is saying, no, 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 can't pull back. Got to do the work. I'm over here opposite all these planets. I see what's going on. I, I want you to see, I want you to emotionally work with what's going on. So the energy of this full moon is very potent. And look back to those earlier two. There will be a third uh, aspect, which is the closing square. And that will take place in December, on December 16th. And that's very much foundational. And at that point, the moon is in the 11th house of groups. It's squaring the sun in Sagittarius, closing square, and it's getting ready to release. But the full moon is a culmination, forward motion energy. What I always encourage people to do when they're first learning astrology is just to kind of do a visual where you look at the charts and you kind of look at them as, okay, tell me the story you're going to tell me and let me see you, right? So we see the energy of the planets and just, like a gestalt. Think of um, an inkblot, a giant inkblot. So where we have these planets kind of all over, and then we're starting to form a little bit more structure, and then this, this time on this full moon we're like, this is what I want. And notice the moon is trying to Pluto. Now if we go back to when COVID happened, Saturn, Jupiter, and Pluto, all together in Capricorn, We were working with this new reset, this cosmic reset, the big guys, the three big guys gathering together, resetting the world. And now we're looking at it and we're saying, hey, it's been reset, but you have to decide what you want to do because all these planets are in the first quadrant. They're all bundled together. You're going to adjust it for where you're living on Earth, but that clump of energy opposite the moon in Virgo. So moon in Virgo tends to be a little critical, tends to be a little bit like, well, you know, what you should do is, bah, 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 bah. and you go, okay, okay, I hear you. Uh, do I want to do it? No, don't do it. Do I think it's a good idea I should do it? Right, yeah, maybe a little. What's the plan, right? But it's a very vague, vague full moon because Neptune and Jupiter are kind of lurking with the sun. And so the sun's like, I, I can feel it. I see it. I kind of feel the energy somehow but I don't, I, don't, I don't know what I'm feeling. I don't know what I'm picking up, like this intuition. But I'm feeling like I need to do something. So the key here, because of the planetary uh, war going on, you know, the fighting in the world, of course there's planetary war going on in the chart, which is a complicated thing I'm not going to explain. But notice that Saturn at 20, is, at 20 Aquarius is squaring the nodes of fate. So when Saturn squares the nodes of fate, we have choices to make. We are being asked to understand on a deeper level. See the Saturn at 20 and the nodes are at 23. So he's approaching a square to them. Now, of course, 23 degrees Scorpio was the eclipse last year uh, in November, the eclipse of 23 Scorpio. So a lot of people, a lot of the, especially the fixed people, made decisions in October and November had changed the shift of their life, the direction of their life. In my case, I'd been working with Astrology Hub, and that was when we decided to go different ways. And I was kind of like, oh, you know, this is sad. All right, you're changing the format. I'm good with that. You know, you get to do it with your business. You get to do what you want to with it. But now on the full moon, um, the nodes are back at that point. So the stuff that you had change in October, November, when the eclipses happened, the universe is going to swing back and say, hey, do you want to do that even if you're doing it with somebody different? So in my case, like, well, I could, I could do a YouTube channel. Well, let me try it. There's the full moon. So look at the energy of it. Understand this and think back to what was September, what was last year in uh, June when we had the opening square, and then what was the full moon now, and then when we get to December of this year, you're going to, hi, Remo, come on up. I know. What's up? You want to say hi to everybody? Yeah. Hi. You know, Remo likes to contribute to these things too. Sorry. Right. I have I have, a, I have a co-pilot. What can I say? Um, and then when we get to December and we have the sun and the moon in Sag, sun and Sag in your second house or in whatever house it's in, getting the square from the Virgo moon. So harvest that. Now this is from. I know. Come on up. You, I know you can come up. I'm, I'm not. Denying you broadcast time, you can you can show up and talk. I know. Come on up. Want to come up on the desk? I'm, I think he just wants to talk. He's been in the bedroom. Cousin Susan was here. We were playing with the kitten, and uh, Betty White beat up Susan's dog. <laughs> quite quite. She hit a couple times, and she warned Susan, and then she took off after Sandy, and Sandy got very traumatized by it. Susan was a little traumatized by it. And Remo's just like, I told you she was dangerous. <laughs> so he had a big fluffy tail, and then he went and hid in the back bedroom. So hes they've all left now, so he's free to come out and be, be be in the house that is his house. Betty's in her crate with the kittens. Sandy left with Susan to drive back home. And Remo's like, oh, my God, can we talk about what happened earlier today? And I'm like, no, we'll talk about it in a little bit when we finish the show. Um and so, as we're looking with this full moon, we're having this emotional energy. Now we're going to feel it build up. But I will say to you, the next couple days, with the moon in Leo, is it's in a hard aspect to the Saturn in Aquarius, right? It's so in a hard aspect to the Aquarius planet, oppositional, arguments, fights, disagreements, like we had here in my apartment a little bit earlier. Then it goes to the full moon, where we are like seeing things in a new way and then then the moon goes out of Virgo into Libra, where we're kind of negotiating, and then it will go into uh, Scorpio. So that's our week this week, working with those moons. The Cancer moon that we just finished and the Leo moon have hard closing aspects. Virgo moon, easy closing aspects. Yes, easy closing aspects, your favorite moon. And then the Libra moon, of course, is a hard closing aspect also. So we're working with this energy of Endings, departures, changes, releases, full moons help us see things we never saw before. So as we work with this energy this week, think back to those earlier days. As I started to say before Remo got all excited, this is based on uh, Dietrich Pessen, P-E-S-S-I-N, her book on lunar shadows, the lost timing of eclipses, something like that. She's a research director in um, Boston. It's a great book and it basically talks about the 30 day cycle, which we have new moon opening square, full moon closing square, closing quarter, first closing quarter, and and then this longer cycle which runs for nine and a half, ten months from, and the moon is at the same degree. Notice the moon when we looked at it. In this one, the moon is, in the new moon it's 25, in the opening square it's 27. Now it's 27, and then the square that we have in December next year is back to 24 and a half. So you see how it's like right at the same numbers, but it's the moon, like that phase. And and if you get pregnant today, you get pregnant this week, the baby will come out with a Virgo, left to its own devices, will come out with a Virgo moon in December. Uh, So we, we look at the energy of the moon phasing as also a timing for many women uh, we, You know, it gets impacted a little bit with birth control and all the chemicals in our culture. But for many women, the phase of the moon is there. We monitor that for natural reproduction, make the baby, have it come out. So when we're working with this, but we're also working with the sun in Pisces next to Jupiter, next to Neptune. And next month, we're going to have Jupiter and Neptune meet up in Pisces, which happens once every 165 years. So it's pretty rare. And we're working with that energy of building up and working on our dream and working on our vision and trying to figure it out. And there's a clarity now because the moon in Virgo is over there looking and saying, hey, you know, if you really want to do this, you have you have some work to do. So watch for the work that comes this week that will be tied to those earlier cycles that kind of invites you to go along. Now, this week is also a two-page week. Um Almost to three, I got really excited. Oh, we're going to have a three-page week. We haven't had one of those in a really long time. Didn't quite get to three pages, but it got pretty pretty close. Um, so we're going to talk about the aspects and where they are, and if we look at the transits for today, right? And we we pay attention to that. We're going to watch as the uh, days. My glasses on. Okay, so here's the transits for tonight. You can you can see right now the moon's in leo i was talking about the 17th when the moon is in or rather the 18th is in um 17th when the moon is in virgo pisces but you can see here the leo moon is coming and it's talking to all it's oppositional to all those aquarius planets and so there's an argument there's a struggle there's a fight there's a disagreement that's going on in the heavens it's really important to pay attention to the sun this week is right now just met neptune yesterday or earlier today um, the sun met Neptune at seven forty two this morning and it will move from twenty uh three pipe 20, 23 Pisces it will go forward and it will go during the course of the week it will go into Aries and it goes into Aries you can see it migrating there on the twentieth it enters Aries on Sunday next Sunday now what that means is the sun is coming above the equator That's the equinox, equal day, equal night, equinox, balanced. One of my favorite things to do on the equinox is to balance an egg. When you stand an egg up, it'll stand on its head, and it'll stand there for about 20 minutes, and then it'll roll over. Because you know how when you stand an egg on the counter, it tips over? This is the day when the Earth is balanced. sun goes over the equator. It's in balance. The gravity of the sun does not pull the egg either way. So you got to get up a little early, not too early, 11:33 a.m. That sun uh, Venus conjunct sun hits Aries, so around 11:30 a.m. next Sunday, get an egg out, stand it on its head, and watch. And you know, it'll sit there for a little while, and then when the sun goes a little further over the equator, it kind of just skips and rolls over. Um, and so I love this. This is one of my favorite times of the year. And when I was younger, I worked at uh, Control Data, and we were out. It was a lunchtime equinox. It was the spring one. We looked out the window, and these guys had brought, like, I don't know, 20 dozen eggs. They had all these eggs standing on their head, you know, on this plaza across the street, and had lots of people standing and watching. It was really cool. And then they all just tipped. And then they all roll. was like so cool. And, I, you know, I still have that visual in my mind. So balance an egg. It's very cool, and it will impress your friends. And you will say, see the power of gravity. Just that sun going over the equator, saying it is equal now, and then it goes away. So we're going to watch the sun go into Aries next week. So this week the sun has a sextile to the nodes of fate on the 14th. So if we look at the 14th, uh, we'll see here that the sun is at 20, um, 25 Pisces. So it's trining the south node, sextiling the north. That gives us an enormous ability to work creatively with energy. And we also notice it's got Pluto here. Now, the node's are already trying Pluto, but the sun is going to pick up Pluto and kind of include him in this. And think of earth and water. And these are earth and water... Nodes and Earth and Water, Sun and Pluto. So there's a whole energy of wanting to create things going on. And, of course, Pluto is transformative, too. So we've got this very transformative energy running this week. But watch who you meet on the, four, the 14th, particularly it can be important people coming in. And then just a couple of days later, when we get to the 18th, the, um, the Sun and Pluto are in the trine. And this is what we call an opening trine. It's got i I'm sorry, they're in a sextile. It's what we call an opening sextile, and they're working together. And they go back to when the sun met Pluto in December, in January, rather, and it says, hey, we're starting this new journey. So there's a, there's a harvesting that comes from this first opening sextile of what have we done and how's it been going. Mercury this week is running he is he's in pisces so he doesn't really like being in pisces much because he doesn't have a lot of um words for it so you can see mercury's in pisces and he's going to be in pisces until the end of the month but he goes from five pisces up to 18 and a half pisces so all the planets in your chart between five and 18 and a half are going to be activated right now as we're sitting here doing this uh, actually, a little earlier today, he's at um, he's at six Pisces, but he's moving along at a pretty good clip, right? Because he had his retrograde a while ago, and now he's zipping along. Mercury is going to run from five Pisces to 18, so that's 13 degrees in seven days. That's two degrees a day. That's pretty fast. And Mercury has a sextile with Uranus on the 17th. Remember, Uranus is in Taurus, Mercury's in Water, and this is a closing sextile. So he is saying you know, Taurus, when I met you last year, uh, when I was in Taurus, now I'm harvesting that energy and I'm disseminating it out into the world. So there's a dissemination energy that will tie you back to last May when the planets met up. So just kind of watch for that. But it also has important communications with people. Mercury also has a semi-square with Eris on the 15th, uh, which, on you know, that's the war energy that we're working with in the world right now. expect some difficult news on the 15th when Mercury has his semi-square with Eris, the goddess of war. And Mercury, of course, is in Pisces. So he is really evocative. He's really got a very emotional component to him. Normally the sky god Mercury loves to do stuff, Gemini, loves to get stuff done, Virgo, loves to fly high, Aquarius. He really does not like being in the ocean. So But Pisces is the sign of the ocean. So with Mercury, what we want to do is give him emotion. Really work this week, next week, while he's in Pisces to give him music that will help him. In my case, I was feeling a little, eh, you know, the other day. We have big to do with not a lot of time, and I just want to read a book, listen to music, go swimming. I don't want to do any work. (laughs) But I have work to do. Put on a John Philip Sousa march. I have a John Philip Sousa marches, and let me tell you, nothing like... Try it. Put on music that evokes things for you, that gets you moving, because Mercury in Pisces doesn't have words, but he does react to the sound. He reacts to the rhythm. Try toning. Try listening to music that makes you happy, you may find you know you're more sensitive to sound, you're more sensitive to feeling. Um, a lot of times with Mercury and Pisces, we get uh, we get a cold or we get some kind of fluidy thing in our face, and you're always aware of, gee, how did I make all that stuff? Mercury and Pisces, <laughs> my senses are flowing. So give Mercury positive incoming water, positive incoming flow, and that'll help him move because he's moving quickly, but that'll help him. You know, hum, hum, because when you hum or you sing, you don't have time to think of their other thoughts. He is a little paranoid when he's in Pisces. So kind of being aware of the paranoia, a lot of paranoia running for the next couple of weeks. So when they're doing chemicals, they're doing drug warfare, they're doing nuclear warfare, this is all that. And, you know, I'm in a group that meets up, and we were looking, you know, that 22 of the mutable is where Bhopal happened the gas attack where chernobyl happened the 22 mutable axis is very active uh, vladimir's uh, athena is a 22 pisces right on that neptune so a little foggy in terms of the strategic vision of how this war was going to go but also saying yeah i'm going to do chemicals that's that neptune so the paranoia is going to be high again you want to kind of ground yourself there's not a lot of earth in the chart It's air and water and fire. The only Earth there is is Pluto when nobody wants to side up with, fiddle up with him, and Uranus who's kind of crazy right now. So you want to ground yourself. You want to do grounding exercises. You may find you're running a little bit more emotional around your food and what you need to eat to feel safe. So, you know, indulge yourself in activities that support and ground the, the Mercury and help it and give it positive. Pisces rather than, uh, you know, scary, being be nervous, you know, kind of Pisces. Venus this week uh, is running from six Aquarius. She's starting to separate from her union with Mars because, remember, she does go faster than him. She's going from six Aquarius to 13 Aquarius, so there's a lot of energy with her kind of creating. She has a trine to Ceres. Um, We can see Ceres up here in, in Gemini, so Venus is trining it. A lot of energy around how we nurture, how we take care of people, how we work with mothers and children, because Ceres is children, and Venus is connecting and helping them. We also see Venus having a sextile to Chiron this week. So that is, you know, bringing up some, it's a closing sextile, but it's bringing up some emotional wounding. And notice Athena and Chiron are hanging out together. So Athena, of course, is the goddess of war. She likes to be in Aries. The Romans. I'm sorry, the Greeks loved her, they named Athens after her, but she's feeling a little wounded right now. So our job with that energy of Venus and Athena wounded is take take care of your wounds, and also Venus and Aquarius detach from them, look at them and understand them for what they are, but also back up, because Mercury is super sensitive, and you can see he and Venus are talking in a semi-sex cell. so they're having a... They're having a confab, but they're also, Mercury's just really emotional, and Venus is like, oh, you're so emotional. And in her case, she's very detached right now. So there's 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 like almost a role reversal. So think of who you know who's normally very detached. They're going to be emotional, and the people who are normally very emotional are going to be able to harness the detachment and go, well, you know, I need to figure this out. As Venus rolls in, she is going to be having a hard aspect with both Saturn and uh, Uranus. She's contraparallel to Uranus by declination. That's going to happen on the 18th, and then she squares Uranus. So Venus square Uranus is unexpected changes, unexpected um, shifts of things, unexpected behaviors, reactions. So just kind of watch. Be a little careful on those days. That's going to be between the 18th and the 19th. People, Remember, everybody's having these aspects. That's a little bit of an aspect of prone to breaking things, things falling, things breaking, breaking apart with people, but literally accidents. So just be a little careful. You know, we're probably going to have a good snowstorm. People are going to go down on the ice. But with the Venus square Uranus, because Venus is in, Uranus' sign, Aquarius, and Uranus is in Venus' sign of Taurus. So they're in what we call mutual reception. So they can swap places and be very strategic and smart, but they also can be a little bit accidental when they're in their lower forms. And then we end up the week with Venus from a sextile to Athena. So whatever the strategies are that are working and maybe feel like they fall apart a little bit in the middle of the week, they'll be reenacted after that full moon in Virgo. Uh, Mars this week is going from 6 Aquarius to, uh, 6 Aquarius to, I don't know, 6 Aquarius to (laughs) 9. Hey, that took a while. Um, I need to write this down for this going forward thing because I'm trying to balance too many things. Mars is semi-square Neptune. Uh, that's going to happen on the 16th. It's got a lot of energy and then Mars has aspects to the nodes of fate on the 19th which is kind of stressed out. Um, so Mars is in Aquarius so he's not quite to Uranus yet but that is when that one hits. So we want to kind of watch for that and be like okay that hits and that's a little problematic. We also have the moons this week, as I mentioned before, the earlier moons, um, the 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 Cancer moon that we just had, the Leo moon has a closing aspect. Uh, we need to go into March. Um, the moon in Aquarius has a closing aspect. It goes void tomorrow at 10 a.m. 10 11 a.m. on the 28th with an opposition to Saturn. Moon is void all day Monday the 28th. I'm sorry, I'm in the wrong side, around 14th. Popped into Aquarius there. Moon's in Leo on the 14th. It goes void at 6.56 a.m. on the 15th. Void void all day on Tuesday the 15th. It enters Virgo, and it's a void with a hard aspect of it separating energy to moon opposite Saturn. Then moon enters Virgo at 12.59 a.m., right after midnight on the 16th, and it's in Virgo on the 16th, the 17th, St. Patrick's Day, and on the full moon on the 18th, and it goes void at 411 with the trine to Pluto. So Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, good days, forward motion, full scheme ahead, moon void, void 411, and then it goes into Libra, moon goes into Libra Friday morning, uh, 726, it's in Libra Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and it goes void at 8.40 in the morning on the 20th, and it goes void with a square. So the moons are hard this week, except for the Virgo moon, and that's a full moon. The, the Donald Landford day, the tough day, the DB day, that's the 19th. A lot of really crabby energy then. A lot of inconjuncts, a lot of arguments, a lot of fights. So the 19th is harsh, harsh, harsh. And probably the, um, the 16th is a little harsh, too and maybe the 15th. It's not, it's not an easy week emotionally. There's not a lot of dramatic events, but there are a lot of, wow, that's really hard. That's really hard. What are we doing about it? And then when we get to Saturn, um, he's kind of quiet this week, so there's not a lot of ultimate um, energy with him. But he is approaching his squared nodes, so when that happens, you're really going to feel it. And uh, that's, again, next week, not this week. But it's a a hard one, and I'm going to get a little better organized. I appreciated your feedback. Uh, Remember, it's a work in progress. (laughs) I do have a microphone. Somebody said, you ought to get a microphone. I'm like, I have a microphone. But I'm still working out, you know, balancing all the lines. So we'll get there. Uh, Thanks for your indulgence. And um, it's almost a full moon. So full moon in Virgo. I should have it actually worked out. I, the full moon. We'll see what happens. And I wish you a great week and a wonderful, wonderful time ahead. And really be gentle with yourself. A lot of emotions this week. And the moon is alone. Remember, she's standing alone. If we watch her over here and we see, okay, then she goes to Leo, then she goes to Virgo. She's all by herself, all by herself. So this is kind of the cheese stands alone. Remember the farmer in the dell the cheese stands alone, the cheese stands alone, moon is milk, right? So you're going to feel a little alone. Then she goes into Libra. Then she's going to head in back in with the gang again. But right now she's by herself. So it can be a week of feeling a little emotionally isolated. I do encourage you to call the people that you know are having a hard time. Give them love. Give them a little something that just says, hey, I appreciate you Um, because there's a lot of energy here around that forward motion. So that's Ann Ortley signing off from the turquoise desk in the kitchen in Florida. The bright red desk is happy in New York. had somebody check on it the other day. And I wish you a great week. And uh, keep those those cards and letters coming. I know it's a little unorganized. We're working on it. We'll get there. Uh, I think I have something in my eyebrow too. Um, What can I say? Is that kind of your...